Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. This is indeed the Wrestling Journal Podcast, episode 137 of the Wrestling Journal Podcast. And we are brought to you by the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. You can find us anywhere where you can download your podcast by simply searching the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, and we're going to pop up right there. But we are a network, and there are a couple of us, so it's uh, it would be behooved of me to not shout out from the top rope um, with our boy Gurge Brooms, where he does the 10 count, and he does the uh, promos of the week, match of the week, superstars of the week. It's an awesome conversation that he does. Love the rundown. And then also we have um, Project Kayfabe with Joe and Quad Day, where they break down the TNA Hulk Hogan run. And boy, oh boy, it was not as glamorous as I thought it was back in the day, listening back to it. <laughs> they are really <laughs> taking me through it. And uh, I love the Hulkster, but oh, man. Yeah. Are you were there every step of the way. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm always going to be there. I'm just going to say I'm going to love it. But they should learn from WCW. Creative control for him didn't work then, and it sure as hell did not work that. Uh, did not work. I guess more present. So, but the Works guys his are ego and, his, and his bank account. He's <laughs> Hulk Hogan, man. What it is? But uh, awesome shows from both guys. Again, uh, from the Top Row Podcast with Gurge Brooms, and that usually comes out on a Monday, Tuesday, and um, Project Kayfabe with Joe and Quade, and that usually comes out on a Wednesday, Thursday, and of course us. The Wrestling Journal podcast where we record on Saturdays and whenever Joey, I guess, gets a minute to be able to put us out. Hopefully Saturday, sometimes Sundays. You know, you never know with Joey. Keeps keep us guessing. Um, please, if you can, um, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really does help with the algorithm. Um, five-star review if you like us. If you don't like us, you know, just email Joey. Just tell him to go, you know, go kick rocks or something like that. But please don't take it out on us on the podcast. We have families. And um, sponsors. Uh, nerd focus it is that energy think drink for your mind body and soul get you through your days your weeks anything you got going on it is delicious it's good for you and we love it here at the podcast so we want you to drink nerd with us so we ask you to go to our links in our social media bio use that link in our link tree shop nerd focus um, use the code nd20 at checkout get 20 percent off your entire order order two or more and you get free shipping drink nerd with us the paper champion fantasy wrestling done right. It is your number one stop, me, one number one spot for your fantasy wrestling needs. It is fantastically done. Our boy Eric James is the CEO of the paper champion. Does a great job. I totally forgot to do my deadline picks. I was in New Jersey last week and I dropped like three divisions. So I am, I, that's where I'm going to leave the rest of this conversation. So Tommy, <laughs> God bless you. Uh, Eric, you're a great guy, but I'm not talking about paper champion. So I'm back up in a, I think, I think a division I deserve to be in. It's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash wrestle buzz. Um, it's a great shirt, great logo. We're going to hopefully have the new Wrestling Journal podcast logo out there. Um, hopefully that'll be coming soon. Joey, do something sometimes. <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. I know, it's a lot. I know it's hard to get these things approved by, uh, by Pro Wrestling Tees, but hopefully once you do, we'll obviously blast it out on social media and, um, you know, you'll love it. Um, again, ProSNTs forward slash WrestleBuzz, wear the shirt, support the brand, love the brand, something more about the brand. 
And um, our social medias at WrestleBuzz with three C's on Twitter, at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, Joey's doing all kinds of great stuff. And we're on YouTube as well. So, you know, youtube.com forward slash WrestleBuzz. Um, we got some great videos out there. Joey recently did an interview with um, Dutch, also known as Bill Carr. Um, he was spotted in the NXT crowd a couple of weeks ago. So we think he is actually having some NXT tryouts. So, you know, that's good awesome. for us here. You know, yeah, that's real cool. interview before Very he potentially cool. gets, uh, gets uh, hopefully a spot in NXT. And you never know, maybe the main roster eventually. So Get that contract. Yeah, man. So it was a great listen. Um, Bill Carr, Dutch, um, really great conversation. Had some great stories with a lot of the guys that we know today. You know, Moxley, Reigns, um, Rollins, God, I mean, EC3, there's a bunch of names that he had these stories about, which is really cool. Listen, and then he loves horror. I mean, if you're a horror fan and you love, you know, horror movies and stuff like that, I know Tommy's a huge horror guy. It's just really cool to have a conversation with a guy that loves it too. So, again, great Perfect. listen. It's out there. Good video watches on YouTube. Love it. Um, man, that was a lot to say. But I got one more thing before we get into outside the ring. We are actually going to be going on a little holiday hiatus. All right. It's been a long year. Um, there's been a lot going on. Nick's got to buy me a present, so I want to give him enough time to be able to. It's know, on the way. Buy my present, put underneath my tree, so when I wake up on Christmas morning, I can open up and with a smile on my face. But all jokes aside, the podcast will be taking a break during the holidays. But there are a couple things that will air. There will be some bonus episodes that will air during the holiday week, um, and there will be an end of year show that will air throughout the holidays as well. So please follow us on our social medias for more details. Um, it'll be a great break for us. But again, we have content already recorded in the can. going to be coming out for you guys. You guys are going to love it. It's going to be a three-parter uh, end-of-year holiday, uh, end-of-year award show. So really cool listen, great debates, uh, great discussions with some of the best here on the podcast. But let's get into the show itself, Outside the Ring. Nick, I'm going to go with you, because, but Tommy, I definitely want to hear you uh, your opinion too. Mandy Rose. Oh, terrible. Terrible. God's greatest creation. Um, she unfortunately dropped the title this week um, to Roxanne Perez, who was the sole survivor um, in that in that, in that uh, match at deadline. And she also got released the following day. Um, Nick, we had some news come out. We know we've heard some of the figures that she was potentially making per month. I believe those numbers were. I know they seem, they seem quite quite impressive. But um, <laughs> I heard two hundred and fifty grand a month. Yeah, that's wild. From her paywall. So Nick, it, it, I mean, it, it, makes, feel... it makes sense. It makes sense. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about this? I mean, I heard I heard they they said, "Listen, Mandy, you got to stop. We'll keep you on. Just don't do it anymore. Don't go that risque." Um, but she was just making too much money, man. So what? How do you feel about this? This has got. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's got just mixed motions. Like right at the end of the day, like you totally understand. When someone's making that type of money, um, you're going to try to toe the line. You're certainly going to push the envelope as far as you can take it, right? Um, unfortunately, she might have went a little too far, um, especially for the image WWE uh, likes to put out there uh, for its talent. However, there are some uh, double standards, it seems like, with some of the other actions from other people. That's uh, that you know that's a topic we could talk about forever. But for her to be on such a, an unbelievable run, right, reinvigorated her career, put herself on the map, doing tremendous work for over 400 days as champion, um, putting the NXT women's division on, on full blast, right. With all her amazing work and for it to come to an end in this way um, really, really hurts. I, I'm not ruling out, uh, you know, a return. Um, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's a dev devastating loss. However, 
the division's in good hands with Roxanne, that's for sure. And they do have a bright future with a lot of talent there to be able to overcome this hiccup. But uh, this story was not going to go away anytime soon. I mean, listen, this life we live, it could be, could stop at any moment. It's really short. So it's your opportunity to live your best life, make your money, you know, enjoy yourself. And You're only young ones, right? Yeah. If her, if her talents and her, her, her attributes are making her at 250K a month. And again, I, that's the number I read. Now I could have been, I, I mean, Tommy. Do, well, supposedly, supposedly she, read, she raised her, when she got fired, her price went up by 10 bucks and she added like literally like another few thousand subscribers literally right after it happened. Yeah. And she's going to probably going to get another one soon too for me and the boys. I mean, for you, yes. <laughs> for you and you alone. And I'm going to put that out there right now. Tommy, myself, and Joey, we he'll be, he'll do not subscribe to that. begging for the password. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, Polly season, if you're willing to share, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, if her, if she's making that much money, she's definitely making more than her contract. And, you know, listen, even a wrestler's life as Long as it sometimes feels, it's very short on the body, right? Any injury can put you on the shelf, and there has to be a life outside of wrestling. And right now, she's a beautiful woman who's able to cash in on on her looks. And at the end of the day, I mean, we all go to work for a reason. We we make money to live life, and if that's how she can make money, and she's happy with it, and her fiance's happy with it, then hey, at the end of the day, that's fine. But I feel a little bit better knowing that they did say, "Hey, Manny, listen." You know, we'd love to she have warned. She, she, had, she had the warning, you know, right. what I mean? and so, it wasn't just out of the blue. I feel a little bit better right. with that, um, you know, but it, it was tough. And I, I did watch the episode of NXT after her release and it felt weird. Yeah. It felt different. Like, I know if you guys watch it pre the news with her getting released, but I watched it after. And like, you can tell like they, I feel like they didn't give as much Mandy footage. I can, you can tell like the emotion on her face. Like you can tell something was wrong. Yeah. Um. And it, you felt it, and it, it felt eerie, and I, I just I hate especially for it to end on 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 a regular show, right? Yeah. Of NXT, you know what I mean? For so for a run that glamorous, you know, usually when you you know you change the balance of power, it happens in a very big and special moment way. I mean, great for Roxanne still, but you know when it's done at a major pay per view at the main event, it's a game changer. Yeah. So, and I think the I think some of the fans in the audience, especially watching the show, thought she was going to graduate to the main roster the way they were thanking her. But obviously, in the back of her mind, you can see her emotions really get into her. And obviously, she knew like that was potentially her last time she'll be in a WWE ring. Um, Tommy Sasha Banks, she's officially done with WWE as of January. So I read that she negotiated her release. Um, if she's officially done with WWE in January, and I think she's going to New Japan to take on Kyrie Sane for that new belt, mm-hmm. which is a huge deal. You guys alluded to it last week on the podcast, um, the one that I missed when I was in Jersey. Um, how do you feel about that? That she negotiated her release, that she's going to go to New Japan, and I guess doing her thing. She's going to, I guess, do the the female version of the Zack Ryder, I guess, tour. I mean, if she, I mean, if she was generally unhappy in WWE, man, then you know, good for her. You know, what I mean, she won. You know, if she's going to New Japan, which you know, like we said, it's huge that new belt and everything over there. Let her, you know, let her go over there for a little bit, and you know, and see if she gets, you know, the itch to come back because obviously, you know, the the old regime isn't there anymore in WWE. So you know, she had that's the ones they had she had the problems with. So you know, Triple H is there, and you know, from her time in NXT, you know, she was always, you know always the champion or at least in the, you know, the championship picture down there and always treated with respect by triple H. So, you know, if she wants to come back, I'm sure triple H will walk in with open arms, but you know, if she's, I mean, I think she might still show up at the rumble. Who knows? I mean, I have no proof for, you know, ID, but I just think, I think that'll be a, just imagine the pop that would happen if she, her music hits, you know, for the uh, women's rumble. I think it'd be so cool to see, but you know, let her do new Japan for a little bit and, you know, go from there, but good for her, man. She negotiated her way out and everything. So, you know, wish her luck in 
everything. But, you know, I'd love to see her back. I mean, she's a once-in-a-generation talent. She was so good. I mean, her old, her wrestling ability, her character, the, her ring, ring work, uh, her mic work and everything was just top-notch. So I hope she's back eventually. Yeah, she's come a really long way. I mean, and not that she never had talent. She always had talent. But the way she just blossomed into the mm-hmm. talented wrestler, to the star, and now to the to the superstar, to the megastar at this yeah. point, right? She's almost like now known outside of wrestling, too. Yeah. It's not just that, oh, it's not Sasha Banks, a wrestler. Like, no, no, no. She is Mandalorian. She yeah. is a model and, and so on and so forth. She's, so she's the real boss. Her, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wish her nothing but the best. <laughs> Um, you just hate to see them part the way they did. Yeah. The fact that she was supposed to defend the title, she walked out and she never came back. I just, for me, I, I hate things that are if that finish on such like a sour note. It doesn't feel right. I wish yeah. she could have like one more match and one more moment. And Tommy, you never know. I mean, I don't know in terms. It says she negotiated her release as of January. So is that January one? Is that January thirty one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is her Royal Rumble a potential Royal Rumble? I guess rumored appearance going to be covered? Is that one night only? I don't know. We'll see. I'm not as um I'm not as confident she'll be at the rumble, but you never know. You never know. Um so there are conversations being had backstage around who Brock Lesnar's opponent's gonna be, Nick. And it's none other than the ring genera. Punta. Yeah. I mean, what a rub. Huh? Like I mean, Brock it's almost Lester as almost as big as it gets, right? for like three years exclusively, pretty much. And, and, that's Bra- the biggest and Bobby Lashley <laughs> and um, Gunther. I mean, he's yeah. got to tell you that they have a lot of faith with the big guy behind the scenes, huh? I would say not only do they have a lot of faith in him, but I would say Brock as well. At the end yeah, of the day, totally. right? Because I don't, yeah. I don't think Brock uh, will, uh, you know, get involved in anything that he doesn't believe in or is he's willing to do at this stage of his career. Exactly. We're talking about one of one of the greatest to ever do it a man that has more clout than you can imagine. Um, and for someone to take on this guy um, who's already has a pretty damn good accomplished resume, but to kind of launch him into a new stratosphere um, is really, really special and, and cool on Brock to be able to willing to do that. I still hope Brock wins, but Gunther can get a major rub regardless, uh, win or lose in this type of magnitude we're putting on a show. Oh, absolutely. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. I, I hope so. And I mean, We'll get into it a little bit later in the show. I mean, he took on Ricochet and, and what was – I didn't get to see it, but I saw enough um, information on Twitter that it was a banger. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, Ricochet we'll Ricochet's a stud too. Another yeah, guy. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit later, but just awesome to hear like Brock potentially elevating another talent like Gunther who can maybe be another Bobby Lashley type, Roman Reigns future type, you know, character. He's got all – he's got, he's got it all. Size, skills, unbelievable. Let's hope. Let's really, really <laughs> hope. Uh, Tommy Scarlett worked a worked some house matches, some house mm-hmm. shows. Huh? Mm-hmm. So that's something we didn't see on her last main roster run, and we didn't really even see it in NXT, to be quite honest. When yeah. crosses down there doing his thing for a little while when he was champion, she was always the valet, the manager. Um, but now potentially Scarlett, the wrestler. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's I've cool. never seen her previous work before, so I, I can't lie. I mean, for see, like I watched stuff on YouTube, you know, from her back in the day, and she was she was good. I thought. I mean, you know, nothing, you know, nothing crazy, but you know, she she was able to do whatever. But I mean, it'd be cool to have her, you know, imagine her and Cross in a mixed tag match with whoever. I mean, I think that'd be awesome. And you know, how much we love Cross on this uh this podcast, just to add her into the ring would be so cool. So you know, good for her. I mean, it's been God, I can't remember the last time, probably at least three. I mean, how long was Cross in NXT for two years or whatever, and, and she wasn't wrestling, so. It's definitely been a while for her. I think she had a little rust from the videos I saw of her, but, you know, that's going to obviously happen and whatnot. But, no, it was very, very cool to see her again in the ring and hope to, hope this leaves some more stuff for her. Yeah, I mean, listen, there's been, you know, 
Cross has taken on Madcap. It seems like Emma is like Madcap's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I guess girl at the moment. So eventually could get a mixed tag match or Scarlett could just get physical with, 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 uh, with Emma, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. And you want to just make sure from like a physical standpoint that it comes across, you know, genuine. And it doesn't seem like it's very like forced or it's not like, it doesn't like come across well. So you never know. It could be like a number of different reasons why. Um, but hey, also, you never know. She also can get an own, her own run. I mean, listen, SmackDown is need some talented women. They, they're they missing. They're lacking like that top star like Bianca is for Raw. Um, and you never know. The more uh, Scarlet, also, the better. Yeah, yeah. Guess, right? The more Scarlet, the better. <laughs> um, there was recently on on a main event um, match, Kaylee Ray, or no, Kylie Ray, excuse me. Right? Yeah, Kylie Ray. Um, now going under Brianna Ray, um, took, uh, took on Dana Brooke. And the word is that she had tryouts days before at the PC. Um, and it is unconfirmed, at least at this time as a recording, if she signed with WWE. Now, she was around prior, if I'm not mistaken, during, I think, the women's uh, tournament, that, that, that women's classic that they, they did a couple years ago. I feel like she was a participant. And um, I did read that she's actually now sober, too, by the way. Um, so I guess maybe she was battling some demons um, outside of the ring in terms of um, potential substance abuse. Um, in whatever form or fashion that is, but you know, to see a you know a girl who's talented like her, I think she was on AEW at a particular time for a very short stint, and um, looks like she worked the main event dark match or main event match with Dana Brooke. I mean, Nick, I don't know how familiar you are with her, but at least from what I've seen, you know, she's definitely a talented in-ring worker. Um, Absolutely, I think she can use maybe an upgrade on her character a little bit. But that um, comes with time, right? At the end of the day, yeah. you get get involved and in, and you you find your direction, and you know hopefully they pitch some good ideas where it can really you know harness some of her talents and abilities and get her on the right track. And you know, good for her to be able to uh, you know to get this done uh, and you know kind of get the life going in the right direction. Yeah, I love I love the fact that WWE, as we heard under Vince before he his I guess most recent departure or and he walked away from the company, is that they didn't want to deal with independent talent or people like outside and Tim they've that Triple H just completely vetoed that and he's like if you're ta- if you're a wrestler and you're talented, I want to talk to you. So sure. the fact that is that they're looking at someone like her who actually does have talent, it excites me because again, I feel like we're missing something in that women's division on SmackDown. And I don't know who it is or what we need, but I feel like we're missing something. I feel like Raw is like at any moment, we're going to enter Raw momentarily. Like, it has their people. Like, it has the women to be able to step up and have matches. I feel like we don't have that fully on SmackDown, and I want that. So, you know, fingers crossed. I also hope – I also think that having new faces helps, right? Because I think we're just getting a lot of recycled stuff kind of like over and over again, the same faces, the same kind of structure. So by adding, more, you know, more uh, more ingredients into the pot, you know, you have an opportunity to hit some uh, hit some magic. Yeah, for sure. And – uh that's kind of how all these stars are born, right? Opportunity. Yep. So, uh, Tommy, getting to Raw, this is an interesting one. So, we had a couple weeks ago the triple threat to have their those winners face off for that winner to take on Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. And the winners out of those match were uh, Alexa Bliss and Bailey. So, we had that match this past week on Raw. Um, these two have worked together before, you know, in the past. Um, so, I thought the match was actually pretty crisp and, and looked pretty well. But... What I want to do hit on Tommy is that the Bray logo appeared, of course. Mm-hmm. And after Bliss defeated Bailey, um, Bianca came down to the ring and she got into the ring and Bliss teased hitting her with the sister Abigail. Are mm-hmm. we seeing a return of Bliss to the twisted twisted sister? Mm-hmm. Twisted Bliss? What what are, what are we seeing here? Because I'm not gonna lie to you, Tommy. Before Bray went away the first time when he was recently released, I did that 
that WrestleMania moment was garbage, in my opinion. I'm yeah. sorry. I I thought they buried Bray. I oh, okay. yeah. um, and I'm not, you know, trying to be negative. I just did not like how they came across. So it was terrible. I don't think Bray yeah. needs Alexa. So what what is going on here? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know because you know he's obviously doing his thing on SmackDown and she's on Raw, obviously. But I mean, it's just like, I mean, it was pretty cool. Like you saw the logo, and then then it, it went away, and then she's like, "Whoa, what happened?" Like she didn't know what she did. So I mean, maybe they got something. A huge plan for this. I don't really know, but it is it, definitely weird. Like you said, that whole WrestleMania thing. I mean, his whole return is, you know, his entrance and everything. That, and then Orton beats him. I mean, that was so, I mean, right there, we should have seen him right on the wall, unfortunately for him. And then, you know, a few months later, he got released. But yeah, that was just garbage. So I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe Bray floats between shows or something. Cause I mean, you keep seeing his logo. So I mean, they, something's definitely going on. What it is, I have no idea, but I think that's cool, you know. We don't know what they have planned, so you know we'll see what it goes from here. I mean, does she win the belt against Bianca? Probably not, but I mean, does that get involved somehow? It would be interesting. So you know, I can wait and see. I agree. Wait, definitely wait and see. But I'm definitely intrigued. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy absolutely. to see. Yeah. I'm happy to see Alexa Bliss get a little bit of a rub because I feel like she went away for a while. She came back and she was almost like just doing just her another thing. just a, just a, yeah. She was kind of just like another person on the roster yeah. where she was yeah. always been you know in the upper echelon. You know. Yep. So it's good to kind of see her elevated again and to have her go a win over Bailey is a big deal. Clearly, oh, Bailey huge, and yeah. Bianca have been going back and forth for months now. So the fact that is that Bliss went over on Bailey and she and she won that triple threat match, you know, it's a really good, you know, catapult to the top. So definitely looking forward to this one because you never know, man. I mean, like, who's <laughs> gonna be able, who's gonna beat Bianca? I don't think she's gonna I think it's I think they're really setting up for her and Rhea. Like it just seems like that's, that's just the logical a, pick. That's like, yeah. gonna win the rumble and we're gonna get that Bianca Rhea match at WrestleMania and she seemed like she could be the one to go over Bianca, but you never know, man. You never know. Oscar mm-hmm. um, took mm-hmm. on Rhea Ripley this week. Oscar had no makeup. Um, it looks like her character seemed a little bit different, a little bit more quiet um, than her normal dancing character. Or the I guess the um, the face paint with like almost like the eye drip and stuff like that. It seemed like a little bit different. She did spit in Dominic's face, which is good. I'm happy that she definitely did yeah. that. that was he nice. deserved it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. He's the worst. Um, <laughs> definitely deserved it. But it looks like a character change potentially is coming for Asuka. And it looks like when Asuka was, I guess, maybe in Japan, she had like this very like demented, sick Joker-like character. Um, Nick, I don't know if you've seen it. I know Joey put it up on social media. No, yeah, I saw it. I, I didn't see a lot of what the work you, back from back then. But. I, yeah, I, I can't lie and say I did either. But what do you think of uh, a potential Oscar character change where she kind of goes away from the dancing gimmick and kind of gets more back to the brutal, <laughs> sick, demented? Um, I would like it a lot, to be honest, because Oscar is, I mean, as good as it gets in the ring, right? I mean, when she, you know, her her run in NXT was one of the greatest, most dominant things of all time. Um, a storied career with many travels, but for her to be able to do something new, something fresh, something go a little darker. Um, would not only be cool, but, uh, you know, would really, I think, um, enhance the, the roster, you know, because she can, you know, help uh, bury people and put some other people over at the same time. Um, but more importantly, getting her back into being a real serious contender for championships and not just, you know, kind of being a tag team partner, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I hope so for Oscar, right? Because she's just too good. And oh, she's she's she great. She's incredible. Yeah, it's In amazing. the same conversation as Rhea and Bianca and Bailey. She should be right there with them. Like Absolutely. that's how good she is. No doubt. Um, Nikki Cross teased a return of sanity 
or maybe a return of her to be insanity. We all can agree, I think, that the Nikki ACH, I was yeah. ACH, um, banking term, um, ASH <laughs> was a completely failed, I guess. I don't even, I, I probably call it an experiment. I can't even say that was even a good character. I know she was, no, a it was an experiment. I can't say it's failed because, right, when you, when you win a title, it's hard to say it was right. a complete failure, but it was an experiment. You know, but I have absolutely. So the fact is, um, and then a little shout out to, to our social media at WrestleBuzz on Instagram, got a lot of love on the post. Um, she teased at a potential return of her maybe sanity character or her sanity partners. Uh, Tommy, uh, sanity, they were definitely too soon, gone too soon. And mm-hmm. I mean, that obviously, you know, in a, in a morbid way. I know you. We didn't get, I feel like, enough of it. And it was definitely a different group, but I thought it could have been. What almost they wanted retribution to kind of be it was like that yeah. sanity type group. It felt like for me. What do you? What would you? Um, would you welcome a return of sanity and maybe some of the members, or even just Nikki Cross going to more of that insane character? I mean, I like to see her and Killian Day. I mean, obviously they're married in real life and everything, so I think that'd be that'd be a pretty cool uh, thing to see. I don't know if you put them on SmackDown or Raw or whatever, but no, I mean, I love Sandy when they're in NXT. Man, they were so over down there; it was crazy. And you know, they they were done right. And unfortunately, you know, came to the main roster and like you know. It happened as always when you know people from NXT came up, so they you know obviously got released. But uh, I think it'd be pretty cool to see them back if it's the whole group or you know just a couple of members. But I mean, it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be very cool to see another faction on on the main roster. So I, I welcome it absolutely. Yeah, I mean we're definitely in a, we're definitely in a place where factions seem to be a little bit more involved in in this current day WWE product. So another faction could help tell more stories of Judgment Day and. Um, <laughs> You know, potentially the Street Profits and someone else they kind of pair up with because they're you know, Street Profits are taking on pretty much Judgment Day at this time. So, you know, it could be just another group or the OC, stuff yeah. like that. Um, last piece of Raw I want to talk about before we kind of jump into SmackDown. So, Nick, everyone knows that you have a bad temper, right? We all know this, right? You're, you're short fuse kind of guy, bitter. At times it happens. Stuff like that. Probably <laughs> deserve to be fired from your boss, <laughs> kicked out of your house and a lot of these things. But Bobby Lashley and you have the same kind of temper, I think. Um, Bobby Lashley, relatable, <laughs> very relatable. Not the, not the same body type, but definitely relatable. Type. Not even, not um, even close. <laughs> all jokes aside, Bobby Lashley took on Seth Rollins for the number one contendership for uh, the United States Championship. That's held by the, I think, the very enjoyable new upgraded theory, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, heard, I heard, I heard Joey's comment about if you have a goatee, get out of here. Don't talk to me. That was so <laughs> yeah. last week. But Joey likes to Joey likes the beard, so you know how he is. He's he's a, he's a beard guy through and through. He is a beard, beard guy through and through. Um, all jokes aside, so Nick obviously the match took place. Uh, Lashley lost. Yes. Uh, Lashley lost his temperature, lost his cool, and Adam Pierce fired him on Raw. But yeah, I think he, that took me by he surprise. Came out on Twitter <laughs> and like almost rescinded that firing. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. I see the Twitter video. But yeah, no, he did. Yeah, yeah. What what's up with Bobby, man? What happened to being like he was the almighty crushing people? And now he's just throwing temper he's on, tantrums. He's, he's on a, he's on a losing streak. <laughs> I, I guess that's what that's I don't what know happens. what the hell is going on to be honest. Because you know Bobby was on an incredible run for the longest time. Uh, maybe you know maybe Bobby's trying to go on a little vacation for a little bit. You know he's getting a little up there in the age, but the body still looks absolutely incredible. Um, but there's still a lot of tremendous tremendous wrestling left to Bobby Lashley. So I just think maybe this is time to maybe he's going to get a little break for such a long long title run that he had too so right hopefully that's the case yeah, no, hopefully and tommy you said you watched a video of adam pierce taking it back 
Um, yeah. Is there anything else that Adam kind of said around that as well, or just Adam, like, hey, I kind of overreacted. I'm I'm on fire with Bobby. Last see, year. he's acting like Bobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's caught up in a moment type thing, you know, kind of thing. So nothing, nothing crazy, but so I guess he's just suspended for now, or whatever. But yeah, that's basically what it was. Nothing crazy. Okay. All right. Suspended for now. So, like you said, Nick, maybe taking a little bit of time off because Bobby was working a straight schedule, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially was, since, you know, he was out of wrestling for a long time. So, you oh, know, he yeah. definitely he definitely put on a very lo- much longer run than I think we all anticipated, and especially one as, uh, as glamorous as it has been. Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, so, let's go over to SmackDown. Let's go over to SmackDown, Tommy. Um, SmackDown opened up, it looks like, or at least I didn't get to watch SmackDown, but I have the results in front of me. Um, women's tag match, Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox taking on Damage Control. So again, I didn't watch the match. I didn't watch the show, but Damage Control did win. But what I did at least see that during the, I guess, after the match or during the match, a hooded figure woman, um, came in and, um, I guess was wreaking havoc. I don't know if you can keep me honest here. But she was later to be real as Zia Lee. Mm-hmm. Now, Zia Lee was formerly the protector, which I don't think that gimmick really gets over that well, to be quite honest. But maybe a Zia Lee aligning herself with the damage control, maybe that could get her over. So, Tommy, mm-hmm. um, what do you think about Zia Lee, I guess, doing what she did? Um, and, and what do you think this kind of goes from here with these individuals? I mean, I mean, if it's Triple H's way of trying to like you know reinvent her, I mean, you know, I guess to, to try whatever. But like you said, the whole protective thing is, eh, you know, maybe back in the eighties that might have worked or whatever. But now, you know, come on, that's a little like the whole Nikki Ash thing, you know, superhero thing that didn't work, you know. So I think that's what they were going for with that. But now, make her like you know, like a, I don't know if you want to call it like an enforcer of that group or whatever. I think that'd be pretty cool. Or if she goes, maybe she just interferes in like all different matches. We don't know. So I mean, we'll be be interesting to see. But at least from her, but man, she was good when she. I liked her in NXT when she was down there, and, and then obviously came to main roster. Hasn't been you know used as much, but if this gets her, you know, it's just some staying power up here. I think it'd be very cool to see and we'll see what this leads to her leads to for her. Yeah, let's definitely see. I'm definitely gonna catch SmackDown a little bit later. I had a, I'm doing some kitchen work, so I've been a little bit tied up with the kitchen, and I also had a huge tent setup job this morning on the beach in West Islip. So. I haven't had a chance to watch SmackDown, but I will be watching it today. I'm definitely very intrigued to see this. I love all the stuff that Damage Control is doing. And I think anyone they've been working with or the rub they've been given off, I think it's kind of helped anyone that they've been, you know, again, working with. So if there's going to be some sort of alignment with Zia Lee to kind of help elevate her, because her talent is there. There's no doubt, absolutely. But it's, it's, can we get her character over? Can it be the full package to be determined? But I hope we do. Um. Nick, we had a banger, like we said in the beginning of the show, Ricochet versus Gunther. Now, yeah. I, I, I know you like the Ring General. I know you respect. Cr- how could you? How could you not? <laughs> and I think this. I think this. Like, I guess almost push that Ricochet is getting. It's been great, man. He won the World Cup. Had some great matches. Um, we know that he is uber talented in the ring. Oh, forget it. And we know that he lost the title to Gunther, but there was a rematch, and Gunther did retain. But Ricochet didn't come out looking weak, and Gunther obviously looks like a monster, right? How, what, what, how Absolutely. Well, monster? Gunther Gunther is a monster, and obviously he's he's a legitimate champion, and he's got a, a much bigger plans coming up for him as well. But this yeah. has been such a long overdue experiment with Ricochet, right? I mean, you're talking about a guy that had all the talent in the world from Jump Street, high flyer, acrobatic, athletic as all hell, and he's been through some uh, some trials and tribulations here in WWE, right, with the up and downs constantly. 
but now it looks like he's finally finally getting his due and he's finally getting some stuff to stick here and hopefully he just keeps you know progressing to where he you know he's a you know a household name on a regular basis here yeah no absolutely again i can't wait to watch this match uh, I got graded really well. It seems that from the our group chat that it was well received, and it seemed that the internet well received it too. And it's hard to make everyone happy. So everyone, everyone's been waiting, waiting for this type of stuff from both of these guys, you know, especially at this stage. So good for them. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Tommy. I have to. I had to save this one for you, man. I had to. I had to. I had to. So you know where I'm going with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, La Knight calls out Bray Wyatt. Okay, um, I guess Bray Wyatt came out. Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. paid tribute to Harper, um, you know, to Luke Harper um, in WWE and uh, John Huber in real life, unfortunately mm-hmm. passed away some years ago, um, was an absolute brother to uh, to Bray and, and a lot of the people that we do love in both companies. Um, hit his promo with a yeah, 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 mm-hmm. uh, which that was kind of cool. But cool. we did get a sighting of Uncle Howdy. Yes. <laughs> Tommy, yeah. I need you to kind of take me through this again. I didn't see it. I okay. I know that the excitement again. I feel bad hosting the show, and I, I didn't see it SmackDown, but I know you saw at least this segment, and I did see some clips from Smack um from Twitter. Mm-hmm. It looked and it came across awesome on screen, so I cannot wait to watch it. But Tommy, what happened? <laughs> so Ellie Knight came out, called out Bray, like you said, and Bray came out, was giving a little promo. He's like, you know, I'm tired of doing this. It wasn't me, blah blah blah. He gets in the ring. Ellie Knight jumps him. And the tie tron you know, goes on, and it's Uncle Howdy again. So LA Knight's like, oh, okay, you're just messing with me because you're here right now. I'm kicking the crap out of you. It goes off. He starts kicking the crap out of Bray. And the whole time, people didn't pick this up. The whole time, Bray was laughing the entire time he was getting kicked. I don't know if people saw it. He was laughing. And so, I mean, that's cool. But anyway, so then the thing goes on again. All of a sudden, the, the entrance lights up. And all of a sudden, you, you start hearing some noise. And... And then when Bray used to say back in the day, you want to see something really scary. That's what Uncle Howdy said. So that was cool. Then all of a sudden, he comes out, Uncle Howdy, and L.A. Knight's just like, what the hell? And the whole crowd just went, you know, silent. It was it was really creepy. And the whole time, he's just standing there laughing. And Bray's just in the, in the corner just looking at him and stuff. And L.A. Knight just left the ring. And that was the end of it. But, man, and it was just, I mean, it was pretty. And the guy was a big guy, too. He kind of looked like Bray, which was interesting. I mean, I don't know who. Who it was? I mean, maybe I'll come out this week, or whatever. But the guy kind of looked like Bray in the the whole getup and everything, so it was very cool. So I mean, it was very cool to see that we finally, you know, like we've been saying, it's been a slow burn with Bray since he's been back, but now I think it's starting to get there now. So it was very cool. On so, heat up, starting to heat up. That's it. Is. So <laughs> whenever maybe they do something at Rumble, whatever, it's gonna be awesome. And man, that was just that was it was creepy. It, watching it, it was that creepy. mask is cool as shit, man. It that is, is absolutely cool. Yeah. I like the hat. The hat has like a little barbed wire, it looks like at the yeah, top. Yeah, yeah. So he's doing if he's got creative control of his stuff, man, he's doing an awesome job with it. I lo- I'm I'm so happy you loved it like what you did. I know Joey's probably doing cartwheels and summer yeah. And he hasn't done a somersault since he was in gymnastics back when he was two years old. So <laughs> let me tell you how how hard that is to see that guy doing a somersault <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but that's awesome, Tommy. I can't wait to watch it myself. It seemed like it was like the the necessary shot in the arm at that that I guess absolutely exactly the next step. I keep you intrigued and going. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping that we do see Bray um, wrestle at at, uh, at Royal Rumble. I think that would that would be perfect. Hopefully, yeah. um, I think it's enough time to bring him back to slow burn, get him yeah. back in ring shape. 
build a storyline that is worth telling and him being the special attraction, which I think, again, you guys alluded to it last week on the show. Um, I think actually, Nick, you said that, you know, he's a special attraction similar, you know, to like an undertaker type and you're not gonna see him wrestle every week. You know, that's what you're looking for. It's not him. You don't need it. You don't need it because, because all this type of stuff just leads to that special moment when he does get in the ring to just wreak havoc. Absolutely. But Nick, speaking of special moments, Roman Reigns returned to SmackDown, the most special moment you can have, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't the only return to SmackDown that we had. Yeah. John Cena returned oh, cool. to SmackDown, not in person. Can you see me? I uh, don't, <laughs> don't see you and did not see Cena in person. Um, it looks like on the December 30th, the final SmackDown of 2022, we are going to have a tag match. Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, John Cena. I mean, that is pay-per-view quality. Yes, it is. That is that is WrestleMania quality by yeah. just having Roman Reigns and John Cena share the ring on mm-hmm. a SmackDown. As big as it gets. It's a lot. Now, obviously, I know you're excited just because you John Cena is the GOAT in your eyes and has been. You love the Tribal Chief. You're enjoying what Sami Zayn is doing. You respect the oh, hell of Kevin Forget of it. Absolutely. It's a four, what four is, of the best in the game right now. This is, this is a lot to handle. <laughs> I was like, how are you handling this? Where do you see this going? How? What? Like, Jeez, I, honestly, I mean, I, there's so many different directions they can go with this. Right? That's just why it makes this so special. Um, we're probably looking at more of a one-off with Cena, which obviously is, who cares, right, at the end of the day. Just seeing him at any moment now at this stage of his career is just always going to be something special. But it just adds to the excitement and to the enhancement of such a, an important match. Um, just be, from a storyline standpoint, right? You got you got KO and Sami Zayn. You got the bloodline stuff going on. KO hates Reigns, right? Just throwing Cena involved with the heavyweight champion who is trying to get possibly a 17th time uh, break in the record, right? There's so many different directions you can go in. But at the end of the day, the eyes are still going to be on Sami Zayn and the bloodline and that relationship and when they're going to start throwing all them wrinkles in here for when the inevitable departure happens. Um, still, though, it, the road to getting to this point has just been absolutely incredible, and I just can't wait to see it finally pay off as we you know, get to the milestones here up into WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's exciting to hear um, because the word is that John Cena is going to have a match at WrestleMania. So oh, yeah. the fact that he's coming back now for a match for the last little SmackDown gives yep. me a little bit more hope that Peacemaker 2, as maybe filming or may not be filming or whatever they're doing with it, that he's around at least right now. Yeah. Um, I guess me super excited, man. I love John Cena. And it's one of those things where I definitely didn't appreciate him as much at certain points of his career, but I sure as hell respect the hell out of him now. Oh. And I enjoy any time I get some scene on. The oh, screen. absolutely. As you know what it was, I think it's one of those things when, you know, he was the guy for so long, but not as, as great as, you know, uh, Hogan has been and, and, and obviously stone cold, the rock, no one was in the main event picture that uh, longer than John Cena on it. Cause it's a basis. Yeah. And for some people, it might've got a little boring, a little tiresome seeing the same thing. But, man, that man earned it each and every night. And he has the utmost respect for me and should from everybody else in the wrestling world. Oh, he's he just pop last year when he came back against Roman. That pop oh, man, bang. yeah. Going nuts. It was crazy. This will be this will be seen as first match of <laughs> this year, which yeah. is, right, as the first match he's going to wrestle. So this is pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. Very, very cool stuff. But, I mean, the Bloodline stuff has been just fantastic. Oh, uh, my God. The great greatest stuff since the NWO. Another layer to the storytelling of the Bloodline and their adversaries. Great, great stuff. I love it. Um, we're going to take a temporary break because I don't have Joey's login for Zoom. So we're going <laughs> to stop the show right here. We're going to come right back. We're going to jump into NXT, wrap up with AEW, and we're going to do this thing. <laughs> All right, we're back from that short break. Listen, 
Uh, Zoom has a 40-minute timer, and I'm not paying for Zoom, and Joey already does, and he didn't give me his passcode. So that's on him. That's not on me. But let's get into NXT. So I know we spoke about it early and outside the ring with Mandy Rose defending her title against Roxanne Perez, and Roxanne did win, and, and Mandy Rose was shortly released. So we won't spend too much time on that. Um, but there there was a moment that um, was interesting that I wanted to kind of get your opinion on. And Nick, I'm going to ask you about this one. So the new day is the new day is your new NXT tag team champions. They beat it. Yeah. They beat pretty deadly at um, at deadline, which I thought was a fantastic match, to be quite honest. Oh, of course. Um, and oh. Kofi and, and Woods, we love them. No doubt about two, it. Two of the greatest ever do it in the tag team world. Thousand percent. Now, they gave out a title shot by just saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, <laughs> it's an old school way to kind of, you know, obviously get heat on, on foreign. On Non-Americans. Right, yeah. non-Americans. Um, but how do you feel about, you know, pretty deadly not saying the Pledge of Allegiance, getting visibly sick on screen? And it looks like uh, Jensen and Briggs are now going to challenge the New Day next week for the uh, NXT Tag Team Champions. Well, I thought it was it was pretty. Cool. It brought me back to Talladega Nights when he when he tells him that he loves <laughs> he, he won't he won't say he loves really really thin small pancakes. <laughs> um, but it's, listen, at the end of the day, it's always it's always a good thing if you you know if you're uh, you know a, a tag team from another country and you want to play the heel gimmick, man, and not and not do the American way, right? I mean, that's that's only going to enhance their stock. Um, and it and it's cool to bring another tag team into the fold here to challenge New Day. Obviously, that you know, talking about one of the greatest tag teams to ever do it. Our, if they're one, um, you know, the, them and the Usos to me are one A right there with each other. Um, so it's cool that they are, you know can check another a bucket list accomplishment off of that amazing career. So I think it's pretty cool to have them uh, down there and helping uh, get that tag team division kickstarting in another direction because they, that's pretty good what they have down there already. So. And I was oh. going to ask you. I was going to ask you that. How do you feel about the New Day, a main roster, arguably yeah. one of the best tag teams of all time, now down in NXT? Now I don't want to say NXT is the minors because that's not fair. They have some talented people, but of course, it's a little. Is it strange to you? Do you it's, like it? It was. It was a little strange when it happened, to be honest. But when you when you put it in perspective of them, just you know, obviously having another amazing accolade to an incredible career, and let's be honest, uh, you know, the New Day is great, and Woods and Kofi are amazing. But when when Biggie's not there, that missing that's a big missing piece to you know what they do and what they mean to all of us. Um, but for them to go down there and be able to enhance tag teams, and then when do when they do put someone over, you're talking about launching a tag team into a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and hopefully in time Biggie comes back and you know and and they go back. Obviously, no matter what New Day does, they can go back and forth no day long. Nothing loses that luster for those guys. I I mean, listen, any any New Day is good for me, but I'm. Definitely seeing them down there. I guess again, I hope like you alluded to, elevates the talent division. Without a doubt, absolutely. Title division a little bit, you know, a little bit more. Or those guys, those guys are willing, the those guys are willing to pave the way for the next generation. Uh, Woods and and uh, Kofi are top of the line professionals. That they are. There's no doubt about that. We did get an we did get a new debut of a new woman superstar or new wrestler, pro wrestler um, down at NXT, Lara Valker Valkaria. Um, I was having a hard time saying her name, even when Booker T was saying it on the show. So she did debut. Um, you know, looks like some solid ring work. Again, something similar, I think, to Sol Ruko. You know, just 
debuting. Got to get some more seasoning. Um, I thought the CGI with the rain was a little bit corny. I'm not going to lie. Um, the rain filter, that wasn't it for me. But hopefully they'll kind of continue to work on that. But we'll leave that right there. That's what NXT is for. <laughs> yeah, I guess to, to work on certain things. Um, you know, Duke Hudson of Chase, you took on Damon Kemp. And again, I just want to just allude to, I just love what Duke's doing. We don't got to talk it's about funny, it significantly. So I just really, I've been just enjoying this, like oh, the fun he's kind of having. It was a great win for him. I just think it's great. Um, just love Duke Hudson. Um, <laughs> but again, I know we spoke about this earlier in the show, Tommy, I want to give you a chance at this moment now. Um, I know Nick, uh, shared his thoughts, but again, Mandy Rose dropped the title to Roxanne Perez. what do you think about the match? Um, how do you think about Roxanne? She's only like 21 or 22 yeah. now is your, you're the leader of the women's division. Theoretically, face, right? You're face the that runs the place. Yeah. So Tommy, how do you feel about this now? I know it was a little bit rushed. I thought eventually it was she was going to be the one to dethrone Mandy, not under these circumstances, but she did. But again, how do you feel about the match? And what do you think about Roxanne and and whatnot? And I guess of course Mandy too. Yeah, I mean, you know, sucks about Mandy, you know, but you know, it is it is unfortunately. I mean, hopefully she'll come back in the near future. But I mean, they told her, and you know, hey, if I'm making that kind of money doing that. Then you know I'm gonna keep doing that, unfortunately. But you know it is what it is. But uh, safer, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but for Roxanne, I mean that's awesome. Like Basically said, safer for her, safer oh, for yeah. other people, probably not so much. But. Yeah, 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 absolutely <laughs> safer. For um, but for Roxanne, 21 years old. I mean, that's. I mean, that means they have a hell of a lot of faith in her. So I mean, she's running, she's running that division now. Man, just imagine her and Cora Jade for that belt. That's gonna be a lot of fun because you know the the few they had going back a few months ago. Now you. Throw the title in there. That's going to be so awesome. But I think, you know, I think they made a good choice. I mean, you see how Booker T was getting and everything in motion when she won the thing on the deadline pay-per-view you know, and before. And then I don't know if you saw afterwards when she was celebrating at the, the top there. He came and, like, hugged her and celebrating. So that's cool. So, I mean, you know, it's all, you know, all systems go for her. But, man, it's going to be a lot of fun. And that division down here is stacked. And it's just going to be it's going to be awesome to see. Yeah, there's a lot of women at division down at XT. And I think at any point, any of them can step up. And you know for a fact, Tom, you just said it, Cora Jade will challenge for that title in the very near future. And that'll be a feud that I'm happy to revisit. Because even when they finished the feud, it felt like there could have went a little bit more. But I'm yeah. happy that they saved it. Because, of course, they didn't anticipate this being exactly. the situation. Yeah. But now that they've saved it, look what you can revisit when you don't overdo something. Mm-hmm. That's this, the beauty this, of this, good writing and good absolutely. wrestling booking. And this will be this, this generation's Trish and Lita. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's okay. hope. Hey, you got plenty of time. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. I love the comparison and let's absolutely hope. Um, you know, Grayson Waller is your <laughs> single survivor for the um the I keep getting the name of the match wrong. Was it the soul? Whatever the challenge is, the king of the ring challenge, whatever you call the match. Again, it's just eluding me right now. I'm tired. I only had one cup of coffee today. Um, <laughs> he's your winner, which is kind of cool. I think it'll be kind of fun because I really thought that uh Carmelo Hayes was, was is, is the last dream match left for Braun Breaker, but Maybe they're going to say that for WrestleMania weekend versus, I think, this upcoming pay-per-view, which I don't think is before WrestleMania. I think Vengeance Day is in February, if I'm not mistaken. I think so, yeah. It sounds um, and I don't know if that's going to be the time where they're actually going to have the match. I would think that would make sense for that to headline that that card and then potentially have Carmelo Hayes take on Braun Breaker at that, you know, the WrestleMania um, weekend uh, NXT show. Um, let's get into some AEW. Nick, I know you hate it. I know it pains you, but we got to do it. Um, AEW winter is coming, and if you live in New York, winter is here. So we can definitely tell you that for sure. It's it's cold. (laughs) It is cold. It is brutally cold. Um, We did have match number four, the best of seven series for the Elite versus Death Triangle. 
Um, it was 2-1 death triangle going into the match. And it ended up going to be 3-1 death triangle. And of course, we know what they're doing. They're going to go all seven, of course. Um, they want to write the whole story that they were down 3-1. They came back. They won. We get it, right? We've watched enough sports all our lives. Now, death triangle won by using a hammer illegally. Um, Ray Phoenix hated the idea, but uh, Penta did it. Because, you know, Pac's a, a full-fledged heel. Penta, you know, sometimes teeters. And Ray is, you know, I'm sure obviously rolling with the heels. But, you know, Ray, he seems to have a heart. Now, it looks like Kenny Omega was like, hey, listen, you know what? You want to use the hammer. Let's let's make this um, a no-DQ match. So I believe next week, the next match will take place um, in the best of seven series. will be a no-DQ match. And then I heard the fourth match will be a, a, a false count anywhere match if they get to match number six. And match number seven will be a ladder match. So I think I said it a couple weeks ago, um, if I'm not mistaken, is I needed them to add a little something outside of just a normal three-on-three wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because I felt that they're doing a little bit too quick, too fast. I wish they would have spread this out a little bit more. Fine. They don't want to do that. They want to get culminate this. Okay. Um, add some stipulations. So I like the fact is that we're going to get a no DQ match next week because I hope we get some – table spots i hope we get some hammer spots i hope we get some ladder spots chair spots a little bit something to give me a little bit more to this then we're gonna get a false count anywhere match i want to see this pl- i want to see that match spill everywhere oh yeah and last yeah. but not least a ladder match and you know we grew up during the attitude era those ladder matches at wrestlemania with the dudleys and the hardys and edge and christian were it. some of the fa- most fantastic wrestling ladder matches i've ever seen and until today so i am happy that they're going to add a little bit more stipulation but you know, Nick, I, I, I got to come to you on this one. What do you think about potentially adding a little bit more to kind of give a little bit more to this to this feud taking place? How do you feel about well, hearing that these three stipulations are potentially going to be added? Oh, I mean, they need to, right? I mean, you already – so we're in match four already, and you already feel like it's like, all right. You know what I mean? Like, there's only so much you can do with a regular wrestling match over and over again, right? At the end of the day, it was the same finishes, the same high spots. Um. But to, to enhance something and to make it special, you gotta you gotta get a little creative and different to give us a different look, a different perspective, uh, you know, a different outcome. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wish they would kind of done something like a different style match all the way through, um, with every every new one. But listen, at the end of the day, at least you know the the finish is going to be something real special, and hopefully they can deliver because, like we you know, like we said, four, four already re- generic wrestling tag team matches, and it's already like all right, it seems it seems like it's already at its at its. Uh, Last lifeline, you know. No, it's fair to say. I mean, listen, I appreciate the. I think I've said this before. I appreciate the individuals in the match. Of I course, know these are special yes. matches. But I think once you go back four times in such a short period of time, you do and lose that a little help bit. That, right appeal. at the end of the day, right? Yeah. If it was once a month or something like that, like a Billy Joel playing Madison Square Garden, uh, that might be a different story. But you know, when you do it so close together, that you know what I mean. Like, there's only so much you can really tell in, in that period of time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I'm hoping that obviously these stipulations definitely ramp up this a little bit more and really kind of bring us to a, a, a fantastic finish, which I think if you guys are all betting men, which I, it should be sometimes, um, we know the elite's going to win this thing. So we know how oh, that's going to end. Yeah. So, Getting the house uh, on. Yeah. And, yeah. The house on <laughs> and, and, and speaking of the house, House of Black returned. <laughs> um, I know you like my transitions, Nick. I know you do. I, um, I gave you a layup. <laughs> you did. I took it. I took it to get a hole. Listen, my Knicks, my Knicks have won six in a row, baby. Don't forget uh, it. Uh, uh, that was that was Brunson to Obi Toppin. There you go. <laughs> Listen, not to get off topic, Jalen Brunson, man. That's yeah, it. He's been good. He's been good. He's, he's good. good. He's been a good move. Um, but House of Black did return in a squash match against the factory. Nothing special. <laughs> 
But yeah. the fact is that they're back. They look pretty powerful. I guess Malachi took the time he needed to mentally get himself where he needs back to be. Track. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and, and that's and as we live in a world right now where it's tough, man. It's a tough world. No matter what you believe in, what you do, mental stress is a real thing. Burnout. These things are people are taking their lives because of this stuff. This is a, and wrestling is a tough life, man. It's a tough it life is. on the road. Yeah. It you know it's a lot. Just because Malachi is a great wrestler, has a beautiful wife, we don't know what else, what other demons that he faces. So I'm on a just a personal level. I'm happy to see him back in the ring oh, because boy. hopefully this is the joy that brings him. Um, is wrestling and working with these individuals. So I just want to put that out there because I don't want to, you know, not shed any light on it. Uh, it's been a very tough year, and I'm sure it'll only get tougher as the years go on for just the world. Um, but in the wrestling world, at least, they did return. Um, they squashed, again, the factory. But it's good to have them back. They're another trio that we need because we do have trios titles, and that trios match will eventually end, and there will, there will need to be new challengers and at least the house of black seem like they could be a future challenge. I hope it's in right away. Cause they, they definitely need some gold. I've always said that they you know, do. They need gold. They do. They definitely do. Um, so Chris Jericho lost, speaking of gold, Tommy, thank you. Uh, Chris Jericho lost the ring of honor championship, um, at final battle this past week, um, to Claudio Castagnoli. And he needs to kind of get a little tune up match or <laughs> we thought, yeah. um, action on Dreddy. Uh, someone who I'm not going to lie to you, I don't know, but I did look up during the show just to kind of educate myself. Looks like a very, you know, looks like a good athlete. Looks like, uh, uh, what's his name, Tommy? Um, uh, the guy that's the the guy that um, I know, and he's really, Will Osprey. I feel like I look at him a little bit, and I see like a not wrestling, but it looks like a little bit like a younger yeah. Will Osprey. In some yeah, see that. Took on Chris Jericho, and he beat. Chris Jericho. Yeah. So, Tommy, what do you think about the uh, the Ocho? Yeah. This is in a row, Ooh. and it looks like Action Andretti looks like I, I believe he was signed to AEW because it was his oh, AEW debut. Like, yeah. So I, I guess he's all elite now. Yeah, dude, you beat in the Ayatollah Rock and Roller. That <laughs> says something. Yeah, I mean that's huge. I mean it's pretty cool. Jericho, you know, you know, put him over like that. I mean they, they must see something in this kid, you know, for that. I mean, you're going against, I mean, arguably the GOAT, I mean, as we've seen so, so many times. And for Jericho to do that, man, that's awesome. So, I mean, what he did with the whole Ring of Honor belt, you know, he brought that up, you know, say he's going to beat all the former champions. And he had a nice little run there, but obviously he lost some final battle. But, man, that's that's pretty cool of him. So, I mean, maybe it's just him, maybe take some time off. Because after the match, you saw he's in the back, he's like, blue, like, Shares yeah, everything. He's, he's definitely need a break, man. Jericho yeah, been so maybe, yeah. for a while. So. Yeah, so maybe this is his way of you know go taking a break for a little bit. But man, that was, that was pretty cool. I mean, it was a good match too. I mean, back and forth. Solid. It was, yeah, so it was definitely the big, biggest win of his life, man. What an amazing right. moment for him, man. Holy and then Jericho, man, guy can still go. I mean, the guy's oh, the guy. legend, but one of the all-time goats. Amazing. So yeah, good for him and good for Andrade, whatever his name is. Andretti. Yeah, Andretti. Action Andretti. I know <laughs> yeah. it throws me off. I want to say Andrade, but it's yeah. Action Andretti. So yeah. I know. Cool. Like the NASCAR driver. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. That's like good I way to remember it. Good way to remember it. Um, Ruby Soho did return to take on Tay Mello. Um, you know, Ruby's been out for his period of time. Um, solid match, really solid match. Ruby went over um, after the match. Anna Jay came in and they attacked Ruby. But um, I was, you know, Ruby, they need Ruby in, in the division, right? She's a very solid in-ring worker, can work a program with pretty much anybody. Um, so it's good to have her back. Again, Tay looked better in this match than she looked in some recent matches. So I was happy to see that, especially for the women's division. 
But Nick, we did have a championship match. Yes, we did. Um, the AEW championship match and the Dynamite Diamond Ring all in one. Winner takes all. Winter is coming. L- love those Ricky matches. Starks, Winner takes all. <laughs> MJF. Now, this was MJF's first championship defense. And I don't know if you noticed that MJF was sporting a pebble skipper elbow pad in reference to you know, <laughs> what he was uh, calling uh, Ricky Starks last week, which I think was called Do- Dollar Store Dwayne. Dollar yes. Store Dwayne. Um. You know, MJF did retain. Um, he he retained, did. of course, on a kick to the nuts yeah. and yeah. a small which is, package, which is, which is a nice uh, uh, way to keep that heelish gimmick going and any means necessary to pull out a victory. Um, and yeah. the low blow is going to be the most iconic one of all time because it's a game changer. <laughs> it is. It is a game changer. <laughs> but you know what? I thought the way they finished the match, it wasn't a definitive win. And I know that. I think I heard you say on the on the show last week. One of you guys said on the show last week that you felt that maybe it was a little bit too soon because you kind of want to go for Ricky Starks. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, I don't think anyone really expected that type of promo from Ricky Starks, right? We said we know he could work, but he really uh, supplanted himself as a big-time player um, with that interaction with MJF. And for, you know, I didn't want it to end so quickly um, just because he's hot right now and he deserves an opportunity to keep building on that momentum to eventually get his, his due down the line. So I'm glad they finished it the way they did so he can they can run that back at some point because Ricky Starks, um, is is on the horizon, and uh, I think the trajectory is really, really strong for him. I think so oh. too. I think I think he's a star being built, or he was just a star finally getting an opportunity. We yes, exactly. But now uh, he's got to take the ball and run with it, and I think he can do it. I think he can too, and it looks like that. Uh, Brian Danielson is also going to be running down MJF if you saw at the end of the show too. <laughs> so it looks like we have a couple good feuds for MJF. Man, they can revisit Ricky Starks. They can do a program with Daniel Bryan, uh, Brian Danielson. Um, so I, th- I think this is good, right? This is kind of what you're looking for. You, you get to get, you get to be the champion, you win it, but then what do you do? And I, yeah. we've always seen sometimes, and unfortunately ha- it happened with Hangman, the chase was amazing. And when he yeah. finally got it, it felt perfect, but his title run to me, besides some decent matches, just didn't give me what I needed. There's um, only one way, to, one way to go when you're at the top, my friend. And then unfortunately for a lot of guys, it's hard to, yeah. Yeah. You know, make it yeah. interest, interesting enough, you know, to keep it going for a while for its eventual, you know, full full rating at that point, you know. And some guys can do it for a long time. Others can't. And they need that fresh blood in there to recycle it. You know, it's hard. It's hard as a champ, you know, because you're the face of the company and you've got to do it week in and week out over and over again. And it's hard to deliver each and every time with those expectations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and obviously, if I didn't watch SmackDown, I didn't watch Rampage. So I'm just going to go over the results really quick before we wrap up the show. Uh, Sammy Guevara took on, I guess, Mr. Rampage at this point, John Moxley, because it seemed like that's, he wrestles on Rampage every week. And he doesn't wrestle with, I guess, meaningful storytelling. And I think you have like a, a story told every time, but it's like, I don't know. It's John Moxley. Like, I feel like he needs to be given more. <laughs> if, if you want him to be looked at as a Rome, as your Roman Reigns type of character, like that special attraction, you got to make me feel like it's a little bit more special. And I feel like when you put him on Rampage in the opening match, it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Um, Ox is doing everything he can, dude. But like, it's, he, it's, I respect it's, the it's hell really, out of him. Really, I do. Really yeah. tough. <laughs> They're putting him in a lot of awkward spots. And he's had to clean up a lot of messes when he was ready to go on vacation. Yeah. He had to get roped back in because all these guys are acting like fools. Um, yeah. You know, shout out to him. You know, like I, sometimes I get a little board with mox but you can never knock the guy's efforts each and every time he goes never. out there never yeah. and, and, and i'm sure it was a solid match because we know sammy gore is a fantastic game worker i'm gonna watch he it is, again he after is. I watch sammy might be a little bit of a douche but sammy can yeah. sammy can work but yeah. i just i don't know man i just I, I i want them to do now that regal's gone and now it looks like potentially brian may be separating himself from the blackpool combat club and 
whatever Moxley's doing. I know that eventually we're going to get to a Moxley Cowboy match again. I just, you know, I just treat Moxley how he should be treated. I know you need, well, to, I think you need to your stars to wrestle, but don't make it like he's Agreed. just like a rampage guy. Like yeah. I, he's well, that's why that's why they got to yeah. stop break, breaking up some of these factions here and and create some individual star quality, um, you know, characters here because Mox is a fucking solo star. Yeah. Daniel uh, Brian Danielson's a solo star. These guys are fucking stars. And you don't need to join forces to have a little powwow just because you might not have anything to do. There's enough space on the roster and on the program each and every week for these guys to get their due and be treated as stars. If you want to be serious and play with the big boys, you need individual stars, not little fucking power groups. Look at the Powerpuff Girls. It's a joke. <laughs> oh, that's a funny reference right there, Powerpuff Girls. I haven't heard that one in a while. But <laughs> I, I do have to at least give you um, a little bit. I agree with you is that I think sometimes, again, as easy as, as it may be easier to book a faction – but when you have someone like John Moxley and Brian Danielson, those are special talents. Exactly. Realize them while you can. That's all I'm going to say. Um, on the rest of the card, we've been around long enough now, where they don't these cheesy things, you know. Yeah. Um, on the rest of the card, we had Britt Baker take on Sky Blue. I'm sure you can guess the winner. And we had Wardlow take on Exodus Prime. And again, I'm sure you can guess the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and another <laughs> another Mr. Rampage, uh, Orange Cassidy. Again, my guy is on that show every week. He's he's literally the working man's title. That um, uh, God, I'm losing. Uh, what the hell's the name of the title? The uh, oh my God, what's the name Old of the title, Atlantic. Tommy? All Atlantic. Thank Atlantic. you. The All Atlantic Championship might as well be the U.S. title for AEW because this yeah. this guy is literally <laughs> every week he's wrestling. It was Orange Cassidy and the best friends and Dustin Rhodes taking on the Butcher. And the Blade, Kip Sabian, and Trent Seven. So I think you guys said it last week. Hey, this is your first match, and you won't be on main, you know, on the main screen again. He did get another one. Trent Seven did get another one. <laughs> and, I love, I, and I love Mustache Mountain, man. Trent Seven and and um and Tyler Bate had some matches, and then them together. Oh, it hurt me because I I want these wrestlers to all do well. I don't care what company they're as long as they're doing no, well. No, you always, you always but, want someone to have success. But, oh, I just. It, that one hurt a little bit because I just had like a, a fondness for Trent Seven, but not hopefully he again. I, it hurts because I just want him to be utilized properly. That's why I'm saying it hurts. I'm not saying anything to AEW. I just want him to be utilized. But again, you want me to, you want me to um, say about AEW or should I hold leave up? it be? We're wrapping up the show. It's the holiday time. Uh, best friends, Rose and Cassidy for the win. So listen, we had a lot to talk about. Um, we went over on my Zoom allotted 40 minutes, so we are definitely about 50 minutes, a little bit under an hour, um, in order to kind of you know. Get everything in. Takes time to talk about. It. Imagine we had Joey on here too. Oof, you guys would be screwed. Yeah, he's got a big mouth. <laughs> oh my god, to say the least. Um, all jokes aside, love you, Joey. Can't wait to get you back on the show when we return from the holiday break. But with that being said, boys, it's MVP time. Let's wrap this thing up. Nick, I'm going to go to you because I think I know your MVP, and I want you, of course, to just kind of say it and say it proud. Roxanne Perez. Really, I NXT, didn't see that one coming. The okay. NXT champion switched up um, on me. Absolutely. I, you know, it's funny. I, I met Roxanne, I want to say, the end of last year. She was only 20 years old, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you, you saw did that, meet her. You saw that she was a prodigy then and to see where she's come to this point. Um, I know this kind of came out of the blue and it was kind of forced upon, but she deserves it. Um, she is the future of women's wrestling. Um, and, you know, she is going to have a very long storied career and to see where this journey takes her is going to be really cool. So I'm excited for her. And man, that's that 21 years old to uh, to be the face of any type of company is pretty impressive. You know what, Nick? I absolutely tip my hat to you. That was well said, and I respect the hell out of it. I thought you were going a different way. Maybe Tommy. No, no, I know what Tommy's going to go. Tommy, go ahead. Go ahead. Is I don't know. I was, is it I, I don't know. Because, I mean, 
when you have a 16-time champion come back. Ah, that's what I thought Nick was going to go. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they got to go with Cena, man. Howdy's got plenty of time, but – you know, Cena's days might be, you know, might be number, number, you know, going down. So I mean, I'll go with John Cena coming back. And what a great, what a great little uh, promo we cut there. That was pretty cool. So I'll go with uh, Cena. Cena cause uh, I loved it. Yeah, that was he's, great. He's, yeah. he's the greatest man. I love John Cena. I got, I got to join you, Tommy. I mean, John Cena is just so damn special. Anytime you get a chance to get him. Especially that his his career just elevated, skyrocketed, and good for him. He's a good dude. At least what I I mean, from what I see, I mean, God. Well, listen, you grant more, more more make a wishes than any oh. person ever ever yeah. walk in the earth, and you got yeah. to expect a man to take that much time for kids yeah. and a bigger picture in life. And he's given us so many wrestling moments. And Tommy, he's still delivering for us in the DC world, man. Peacemaker yeah. is the man. Yeah. Um, what a show, what a character. But John Cena, I'm going with you. I'm going to piggyback on you, John Cena, my MVP. All right, boys, let's wrap this thing up. Social media is where can you find us? On social media, um, on Twitter with at WrestleBuzz with three Z's, on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at WrestleBuzz. You can download us anywhere where podcasts podcasts can be uh, downloaded by simply searching the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Again, we're the Wrestling Journal Podcast. We got from the Top Rope Podcast. We have Project Kayfabe. The boys are doing great work on their shows. We're doing great work together. It is a it is a network and it is a team for sure. Um, again, leave us a, a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really does help us out with the algorithm. And again, to repeat, like I said in the beginning of the show, we are going on a holiday break. We need Nick to celebrate, okay? The guy's bitter all year long. The only joy he gets is when he puts Mariah Carey on and he wraps some presents. Heard so, that song about 700 times already. Uh, <laughs> and hear another 700 more until January 1st until she gets retired again. Um but again, please follow us on social media because we have a bunch of uh, in-the-can bonus episodes. We have our end-of-year award show. Again, great discussions being had around some of the best categories that we have in you know in wrestling. Male superstar, fail, female superstar, you know, show of the year, all these great things. You'll have them out there to listen to. Um, again, if you want a great listen with Joey with his interview with Dutch, also known as Bill Carr, fantastic listen. We have plenty of episodes that definitely keep you going through the holiday time. We thank you so much for a fantastic year, boys. I, this may be the last show we record for 2022. So, you know, I just want to thank everyone. It's been a long year. A lot of Thursdays, a lot of Fridays, some Saturdays, even a couple Sundays. Wrestling is a, <laughs> wrestling is a sport that is all year long, and we don't take a break, and we appreciate all the support that you guys have given us in any aspect, whether it's Drinking Nerd, The Paper Champion, buying a T-shirt, listening to us. We appreciate the memories. So again, from the Wrestling Journal podcast, from WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, we thank you. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Stick with us. And as in the words of Joseph Crush, stay safe, take care, and watch pro wrestling. <laughs>